0: This episode is brought to you by Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Don't feel like crying today? Well, guess what, idiot? You're watching Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, and that freaking adorable little shell is going to make you... <laughs> your... <laughs> that freaking adorable little shell is going to make your dumb little eyes rain like they're freaking Seattle. Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. <laughs> All right. I'll probably use the first one, but it was, it was fun recording it anyway. <laughs> Hello, I'm Matt Montgomery, and I'm Ben Corona, and this is FlickPix, where two lifelong friends predict the Oscars with 100% accuracy,
1: and we are here in none other than Hollywood Boulevard for the Oscar ceremony.
0: That's right, we're here and all the stars are out. We haven't seen any of the nominees yet, but we've got Spider-Man in a fanny pack. We've got four different Captain Jack Sparrows. We've got a guy shamelessly trying to convert us to Scientology. Everyone
1: is here. That's right. And we're here at the beautiful Dolby Theater, the home of the Academy Awards, where staff had told us that we are days early for the ceremony and we wouldn't be allowed in anyway.
0: It's all part of the game. Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, well, anyway, we, we are here with our final o- Oscar predictions for the year. Uh, some of our picks have changed. A lot have stayed the same. Um, but really, what it's come down to, uh, the name of the game here is Momentum.
1: Did you say Momentum. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Oh, well, now I wish I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Momentum has been one of the biggest factors of the past few years. And as we'll get into, that can even supersede Academy precedent.
0: That's right. It's going to be a weird year. Uh, there's there's going to be a lot of close calls. Um, and yeah, let's, let's just dive right into it.
1: So, our first category is best supporting actor. And yes, Flick Picks Nation, you guessed it. You know them, you love them. It is Ki He is go- going to walk away with this award. He has picked up all the relevant awards throughout the season, including the Critics' Choice, the Golden Globe, and now the SAG Award. So I don't think there's really any question here. Uh, it's going to be Ki
0: Yep. Easy. Um, and then up next, we've got Best Sound and... This is one where uh, we were split before, but we have uh, we have settled on Top Gun Maverick for for this one. It was uh, a bit of a close call between Top Gun and All Quiet on the Western Front, but uh, yeah, with with uh, All Quiet winning the BAFTA, but then Top Gun won uh, the Audio Editors and the Audio Mixers Guild Awards, uh, so that ended up putting Top Gun kind of over the edge for us, but it will, it, you know, it'll be close and, uh, we'll have to see. But I, I, I also just feel like there's like, uh, an emotional component for anybody who saw like like Top Gun in theaters, the, the like feeling of being in the, the cockpit it had a lot, like the sound had a lot to do with it. So I think, um, yeah. So we're going to go with, uh, we're going to go Top Gun for this one.
1: Yeah. Uh, Top Gun for sure. Uh, Although I feel like this race is a little bit closer than what a lot of people are making out to be all quiet. Mm -hmm. As you said, is going to be directly behind it. But what all also gives me um, some comfort here is that um, specifically the cinema audio society, which is for the audio mixers, they actually accurately predicted this category the last five out of seven years as compared to the golden reel awards, which are for the sound editors, which only have predicted the last three out of seven. So, um, Mm. with all that Mm -hmm. said, uh, I think Top Gun will walk away at this, but, uh, don't be surprised if all quiet creeps up.
0: Yep. Yep. Definitely. Definitely upset territory there.
1: And speaking of all quiet on the Western front, that brings us to (laughs) our next category, which is best cinematography. Um, so I think you know, All Quiet has been the the leader in this category for the entire season, and for good reason because it won the BAFTA, which had accurately predicted the last six out of seven years. Um, even though Elvis walked away with the Cinematographer Guild Award uh, for this category, right, which
0: really really surprised me. I was not expecting that to be the <laughs> to be the case. Yeah. For, for Elvis to win the, the ASC.
1: Yeah. And what gives me comfort in this, though, is BAFTA has been more accurate than the ASC, where BAFTA has predicted the last six out of seven, as opposed to the ASC who, that's only predicted the last five out of seven. So I would say... Right. All I quite, love it. All Quiet has the edge here. Which, love it. moving on to a category that we feel pretty comfortable in this year is Best Visual Effects. Uh, yes. even though I give this film 5 out of 5 trash cans I think <laughs> there's no doubt in my mind that this will go to Avatar The Way of Water uh, it's yep. picked up you know all the relevant awards including uh, best visual effects for a photo real feature um, from the uh, visual effects society um, but it also picked up BAFTA and Critics' Choice as well.
0: Yeah, it, it's it seems like this, and this was when we were we were a little split on before, but it, it is like Avatar has been running away with this, uh, and it just yeah it, I can't, we really can't see it going anywhere else, and uh, yeah, all right, and up next uh, we've got Best Animated Feature Film and. Uh yeah, this one's unchanged. Uh, Guillermo del, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is has just been crushing it uh across the board, and it's been pretty wild to watch a year in which the the Pixar movie is like not even in the conversation, really. Right. Uh, yep. which is just it's just wild. I mean, and I loved Turning Red too, but it's just uh like Guillermo del Toro's like Pinocchio just picked up steam and just never stopped. Uh, So yeah, it's a pretty safe bet that this one's going to Pinocchio.
1: Yeah, no question. One of the easier categories to predict this year, as you mentioned, it took every single award it was up for this year, but just to name a few have been the PGA, the DGA, BAFTA, Annie, Critics' Choice, as well as Visual Effects Society. So uh, it's no no denying <laughs> wow. that amazing stop motion animation, and uh, we're certainly going to see uh, Pinocchio take this one. Yep. And now moving to
0: <laughs> a harder category,
1: <laughs> little little more difficult, uh, to say the least. But it is best supporting actress. Uh, after much talk on this category and deliberation, we decided that Angela Bassett will take this category. Uh, She has won uh, a good amount of the awards this season, including Golden Globes and Critics' Choice. And uh, although each of those alone aren't necessarily the best predictors, we in fact found that over the recent years that uh, if a person has won both of these awards in the same season, that... They have gone on, gone on to win this award six out of the last seven years. So uh, we think this is going to go to Angela Bassett, but Jamie Lee Curtis could also sneak up and take this award considering she ended up getting the SAG.
0: Yes, and, and Carrie Condon got the BAFTA. Uh, so there's like, it, it, it really became, Angela Bassett had like, all this momentum and then Carrie Condon won the BAFTA and then Jamie Lee Curtis won the SAG and it just got, it, it just was became chaos where now everybody's voting for different people and nobody really knows where it's going to go. Um, right. And, but I, and well, and the one thing that we uh, talked about that led toward like the decision and the point that you made was we're going to go with the momentum for everything, everywhere, all at once in a lot of categories, uh, this year, but, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Shu being both, uh, you know, both nominated from the same movie, uh, does have the, uh, potential, as you've talked about it, to, to split the vote. And, and so Jamie Lee Curtis's momentum kind of might get cut into, with by that which is why we're we're gonna stick with our original pick of angela bassett but it will be it's gonna be tight <laughs> it's gonna be close and i this will definitely be one that i'll, I'll be pretty nervous <laughs> yeah watching for sure um but yeah but one that i won't be nervous watching will is uh our next category <laughs> what a transition that, love that transition uh which is best international feature and that's all quiet on the Western Front. It's it has just been like sweeping, you know, everything. It it like took a ton of BAFTAs. It it's gonna it's it's the second most nominated uh, movie of the Oscars. And you know the rule we talked about uh, in our last episode: if a if an international feature is nominated for Best Picture, it automatically wins best international so we're we're sticking with all quiet it's a that's an easy lock
1: <laughs> plus 1 to everything you said undeniable that it got the bafta and it's the only international film in best picture so this one is a pretty easy lock yep and moving on to another lock this year i would say is for best costume yeah. design which will be going to elvis Uh, it won the relevant awards. It got the best, uh, period costume design from the costume guild. Uh, but the, the biggest award really for it is actually the BAFTA because the BAFTA has accurately predicted this category the past five out of seven years. Uh, so I think, uh, it has this category on lockdown, but if it were to go to another film, it could be everything everywhere all at once.
0: Yes. Yeah. That seems to be, and there were people predicting black Panther, but it's, it, I think it got shut out of awards. So I, right. I don't think it has as much of a shot uh, as people thought. So yeah, I think I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about Elvis The the Academy loves period. Uh, Pieces for, for costumes and yeah I and I agree everything everywhere is the is the number two um, yeah great uh, okay up next we've got best original screenplay and this is one you love to see it where our 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 heart and our prediction uh, comes together and that's <laughs> ev- everything everywhere all at once yep it won the the WGA for best original screenplay uh it also picked up the spirit award which is you know not as predictive but it's it's, it doesn't hurt and as we're going to kind of get into a little bit more the when a movie has like a lot of momentum going for it it's it's sort of uh it carries it, it carries into other all the like other categories so and and it just ends up winning a lot of stuff. So whenever there's like a close call, you go for the the one that is that has the momentum going, and that's it's everything everywhere. And uh, Banshees of Inisherin is the is the number two here because it won the BAFTA. But I I feel pretty good about everything everywhere for this one.
1: Yeah, I mean plus one to everything you said. Uh, but yeah, biggest thing here once again is. The momentum,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is a lock. Got it.
0: Uh, okay, and then next we've got best adapted screenplay, and uh, this one is we are are sticking with our original choice, which is women talking, and it it won the uh, uh, the WGA as well for for best adapted and so it just has it has the momentum and i think if there's any other contender here it's all quiet on the western front but uh and i think you know this is another one that could be tight but uh the wga is is kind of enough to push us in in the direction of of women talking
1: yeah definitely i mean got all the relevant awards uh as you mentioned, the the WGA also got the, uh, is it the USC Scripter Award? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just been picking up like a bunch of different writing awards. So I certainly think that it will go to Women Talking. Yep. And so moving on to the next category, which is best original score, and This one is going to Babylon. It's won the Critics' Choice, which has been pretty accurate with this category. It predicted the last five out of seven winners. Um, And also the Composer is an Oscar darling because they won for La La Land in the past. So I think they got this category uh, on lock once again.
0: Yes. Yeah. Babylon has may have really not made a big cultural dent uh, this year, but it will nope. win. <laughs> it will win this award and one other one that we'll get to later. Um, but our next category is best film editing, and this is another one where we're sticking with our original pick for everything, everywhere, all at once. This is one where it it won. It's won all the relevant awards and. Uh, everything everywhere is, has been carrying the momentum and there is a, a tie between or like a connection between best picture and best editing. Uh, they can sometimes uh, go to the same movie. And uh, I think the only, uh, and just like, yeah, I, I, it's rare to see a comedy in this category, but it is, as I think you mentioned before, it has like a lot of action in it. and. The editing between all the like multiverses is, is like, very impressive. but I think if there's any other if there's any uh, contender here that could upset, it would be Top Gun because it's your more typical like war movie, which can do well in this one. but we're going with the everything everywhere, momentum, and uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what we're going with.
1: I think you just said momentum.)
0: <laughs> <sighs> I'm going to stop saying it is what's going to happen. <laughs> Never <laughs> stop the hype, Matt.
1: But uh, yes, totally agree. Everything everywhere has the momentum for this. Uh, the editing was incredible. And, uh, you know, even though Top Gun had walked away with the uh, Editors Guild Award, uh, the one that typically predicts this category, or I shouldn't say it doesn't typically predict this category, actually doesn't predict this category very well. Uh, it's, mm. uh, only predicted the last five out of 12 years. And, uh, it's, uh, I think that's like a telltale sign that, uh, with the momentum, everything everywhere has that, uh, they're going to walk away with this award. Mm hmm. Yeah. What a transition and moving on to <laughs> best documentary feature. Uh, you know, this category was, uh, it was all over the place. This award season, I think out of the gate, many people, including ourselves, thought all that breeze was the easy pick for this. But in fact, it turns Mm -hmm. out we are picking Navalny to win this category. Uh, Yep. Navalny has actually picked up a ton of awards, including the BAFTA and producers guild award, which gives a lot of weight to it. Uh, And, you know, A lot of people, I think, are predicting all the beauty and bloodshed for this category, yep. but what we noticed is that even though it's been picking up a ton of awards this season, they've all been critics' awards. And I think there is a disconnect between critics and members of the Academy, and I think it seems like all the beauty and the bloodshed is more of a critics' film, and I think that the Academy will love Navalny, and I think... uh. Going back to how we're predicting a lot of these categories this year is we typically use a lot of stats, but I think this year a lot of times we've been doing our own gut check. And I mentioned this on the first episode and I just felt like, you know, it didn't look like it had a great chance, but when I watched it, I was like blown away by this film in a, you know, over one scene in particular. And I think if anyone watches this, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, but I think, Oh yeah. Yep. But I think, (laughs) but I think the Academy saw that same scene as we did and just thought that was just incredible documentary filmmaking. And I think it's undeniable that, uh, Navalny will walk away with this.
0: Yeah. And so this is, yeah. So this is another change that, that we're making in our predictions and it is, it is still feeling like a bit of a three-way race. Where yeah, there's people predicting all the beauty in the bloodshed, which is about yeah you know, the o- opioid uh, crisis, and then um, one that I think a contender that I think has even is has even more of a chance would be Fire of Love than the Nat Geo documentary because um, the more lighthearted fare can tend to do better in documentaries because the, there's I think voters just there's like a lot of usually like sad (laughs) content in the documentary category. So they'll vote. They'll end up going for like happier one. Um, But Navalny is very, it's, it's, it's incredibly timely. It's about the uh, uh, opposition leader, like running against Putin who was poisoned. It's a, it's a crazy story. The access that, that they have is, is wild. and, it reminds me a bit of uh, Icarus, which won a few years ago, and that was about the, uh, like, Russian doping scandal. So, you know, it's something that's very, like, you know, just with the war in Ukraine going on, like, the, this is just something that's, like, very much in the national conversation. And, and so, yeah, there's just a lot going for Navalny that... Um, you know, along with everything that you said, that just gives it a, a good edge. Okay, up next we've got best production design. Uh, this one is staying unchanged. We're going with Babylon. It's it's old Hollywood. The Academy loves that, especially for this category. So, uh, you know, not really uh yeah. It's a pretty easy easy lock for Babylon.
1: Like you said, Hollywood loves Hollywood. And it won the Art Directors Guild for Best Period Film. Uh, So that also gives it a lot of weight. So it's going to be Babylon. Yep. And speaking of another easy category here, which is Best Original Song, because RRR didn't actually make it into the Best International film uh, category conversation. Uh, we certainly think it's going to walk away with Best Original Song. Uh, it's yep. been winning all the awards, including the Critics' Choice and Golden Globe. Uh, and, I mean, if you've watched the film, uh, you would understand that that uh, wedding dance sequence where the song is performed is just one of the best parts of the film, and just one of Ugh, the it's best, incredible. one of the best dance sequences done too of like all time. So I think uh yeah, this one is this one's pretty easy.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just like an inc- like an incredible over the top action movie, and then throw in like an amazing music video right in the middle. It, it's and they're gonna perform. At the ceremony, they're going to perform not to not to. So I'm very excited for that. And yeah, it's it's that's a pretty easy, uh, pretty easy lock (laughs) up next. We've got best makeup and hairstyling. And this was one that we were uh, that we were split on before. And it's still going to be very close. Uh, And basically, this was always a two horse race against Elvis which uh had to use the makeup and prosthetics to match Elvis at different mm-hmm. like stages of his life. Uh and then the whale, which which in, had to like which like invented or like used like like invented like a new technology. I don't know all the details about it, but um like this digital prosthetics technology. Um Brendan Fraser said that they like the, the makeup team like scanned him with an iPad and then they used that to make his because it was during the pandemic and then they used that to make the prosthetics and um yeah. right and, and and so it's like it's a very it's it's like a uh, a pretty big uh thing so yeah so i think we're gonna go with we're going with the whale on this one the i elvis could definitely upset and elvis I think has maybe a little bit more of the like precedent with just being a historical figure, but the whale, the whale does seem to have like maybe a little bit more momentum, especially just with Brendan Fraser, like in particular. But, um, the thing that, uh, put me over the, uh, over the top with the whale was seeing, was like seeing that they made, you know, like, they were, like had to like invent a new technology in order to do this, and and I feel like whenever that something like that happens, that's like a good like you know that can that's like a good reason to vote for it. So uh, or voters will like you know reward
1: that. Yeah, and you know I think that's similar logic with um, why we chose uh, Avatar to win Best Visual Effects. Uh, it's right. just kind of undeniable that if you make that technological leap that uh, it's going to be noticed. And as you mentioned, the fact that I I believe, if I remember correctly, it's like the first feature film to use this technology on someone uh, instead of right. like fitting the prosthetics like in person physically. Um, but what's also right. interesting, too, about the... Um, prosthetics uh fraser uh was wearing is that like it it really was i guess similar to like race car drivers um where they have like some some sort of like tubing in between uh the material to run like cold water through to keep uh fraser's uh body cooler when he has all those prosthetics on wow um and
0: yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess I could see that getting like getting pretty overheated with like, yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. And like it, it was like, even, even with that technology, uh, he even like admitted that he was still just like roasting in that. So I can't even imagine like <sighs> how that would even be doable without it. So I think that's like, right, you know, another huge It gives a lot more weight to the whale winning this award. But um, what's interesting here, though, too, is, as you pointed out, it is a very close race. Uh, If the whale doesn't take it, it will be Elvis. But what's interesting here is that it's almost like a coin toss for this category because the whale ended up winning the uh, best uh, makeup effects from the makeup and hairstyling guild. Uh, which actually accurately has predicted the last five out of seven winners. But um, mm-hmm. Elvis took away the BAFTA, which has the same exact track record with predicting oh my gosh. the winner. So <laughs> oh no, <laughs> it, at this point, it is a flip of the coin. But as once again, the technological leap for this is just kind of undeniable. And I guess like in a close race, it's like you got to give it uh, – to the whale in that case yeah
0: yeah exactly
1: so speaking of uh right close races uh here comes probably one of the closest uh this season which is best actor uh yeah we were very
0: similar conversation
1: (laughs) yeah pretty much the exact same conversation as we mentioned before with uh best makeup and hairstyling that, uh, you know, we were split between Brendan Fraser and Austin Butler. Um, but after many conversations, uh, we decided to go with Brendan Fraser. Um, he, you know, I think a big thing people are not considering this year, which is, um, In a normal year, the BAFTAs are pretty much one of the last major award ceremonies that happens before the Oscars. So typically in years past, that gave a lot of momentum (laughs) to the people who won at the BAFTAs. But this year, it's a little different because the BAFTAs actually came before the SAG Awards. And so with right. that, our logic is that
0: And and the BAFTA went to Austin Butler, but the SAG went to Brendan Fraser. So so Brendan Fraser is the mo the most recent.
1: Right. So with Fraser winning the SAG, um that actually has accurately predicted the last six out of seven years. And with this year being uh you know, coming after the BAFTAs, I think, and once again, another close race that yeah. I think we're gonna give it to uh, Brendan Fraser for the Whale. And also, talking to a point that we made earlier, is that stats can help, but this year it's hard when there's a lot of close races. And at the end of the day, with some of these races, you have to do a gut check. And yep. when I watched the Whale. I walked away with, wow, that is an Oscar performance, um, and I think that's, I think that's what we have to go on for this. So I, I'm nervous, but also feel good at the same time. If that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. I, I mean, I'm definitely nervous too. I, I haven't, I still haven't got to see the whale, but I, I saw Elvis, and and I think Elvis is like much more of a traditional. Oscar winner because it is this is another category where historical figures do well. There's I saw something that this if if this if this award if all the acting goes the way we're predicting, um, it'll be like the third time in like over twenty years that uh that there's been no historical figure like characters winning in the acting categories which is just kind of a wild statistic but um, I think you know we're going with a lot of thoughts on momentum and we're going with a lot of stuff on, on you know personal narratives and, and the emotion behind it and you know Brendan Fraser yeah he won the SAG and he, every time we s- you see him he is giving these like heartfelt emotional speeches and he's just like I like, one of the easiest people to root for uh, in Hollywood at this moment, and, uh, you know, not to say that there's anything wrong with us, Austin Butler, but I just think Brendan Fraser has so much more of, like, that kind of narrative and storyline going with him. He's this big, like, this big comeback uh, that he's had, and, and uh, yeah, I... I will be quite nervous about this category as well. Um, but I think I'm, I'm good with Brendan Fraser for, uh, for best actor. All right. And up next, we've got best actress and this is one where I, you know, I've been, I've been happy that we, we made like a risky prediction early on. And it seems like we've kind of been just like yep. everyone else has kind of come along with us on it. And, uh, Uh, yes or like you know
1: they all look to uh, us they all listen to the podcast and they're just like exactly (laughs) like pix nation knows and we did so you're welcome yeah everyone so so
0: kate blanchett was the was the front runner for quite a while but michelle yo um did win the sag and she just won the spirit award as well um and there's yeah there's just and so like a lot more uh especially later momentum in her direction and i think the sag win was like a big kind of a big bellwether like this big sign for that michelle yo had the you know had the momentum it the <laughs> three out of the four major acting uh categories went to everything everywhere all at once in the sag awards and as right. well as best ensemble yep uh which is, like, their version of, like, a best picture, basically. And um, so, yeah, there's just... There's clearly, like, a huge groundswell of support for Michelle Yeoh and for everything everywhere. So, you know, Kate Blanchett is definitely waiting in the wings. She could, t- it, she could upset. Uh, I wouldn't be, like, shocked if that happened, but I think we've got enough to go on to give this... To Michelle Yeoh.
1: Yeah. Uh, as you mentioned, Kate Blanchett, uh, she was being predicted pretty early on that she would take this category, but didn't, as you mentioned. Yeah.
0: Which, and Tar was, I mean, she was really good in Tar. Like, I get it, you know.
1: <laughs> right. And, uh, but as you mentioned earlier, a big thing for this season is the momentum. <laughs> And even though BAFTA has a better track record at predicting uh, this category, uh, once again, the BAFTAs came before SAG this year. So no doubt, Michelle Yeoh is coming in hot to the Oscars. And uh, yeah, I think think we're a a lock for this one. Yep. And speaking of locks is the next category, which is Best Director. And once again, FlickPix Nation, you know them. You love them. It's the Daniels, Uh, just (laughs) totally crushing it this year uh, during Oscar season, pretty much taking every single award you can imagine. But most importantly, the Director's Guild Award, which has been super accurate because they predicted the last six out of seven winners for this category. Everything everywhere has everything going for them this season. So (laughs) uh, the Daniels are going to walk away with the gold statue.
0: Yeah. And this is when we were uh, a little split on before we were going back and forth. And, you know, I think if there's any like, uh, yeah, if there's any contender, it's Steven Spielberg, but, I mean, Fableman's well just talk about when we,
1: yeah, the Fableman's just yeah, weren't strong it, enough this year.
0: No, and and there's just been such like it's been there's just like such been such a huge sweep across all the major like guild awards for everything everywhere that yeah I I'm I'm like pretty like shocked, but it's like it's undeniable as you're saying as you're saying like that the Daniels are going to win this uh, for everything everywhere. It's just going to be like, if if things go the way that it looks like they're going, it's just going to be like a huge night for <laughs> for everything everywhere all at once. And I mean, very excited for that. Yeah. Okay. And so our next category, we are getting into the shorts, uh, which uh, we did not cover at all last uh, in our last episode because we hadn't gotten to see them yet. And so now... Um, we have seen them, or at least a good amount of them, and the uh, first category's best animated short. And this one is going to be close. Um, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. A lot of people are predicting the boy, the mole the fox and the horse. It's a uh, it's a very sweet, like children's story or based on, a, based on a children's book, and it is distributed by Apple TV. Idris Elba is in it. Tom Hollander is in it. It's got, like, the star power, and, um, and so that's why a lot of people are predicting it. But it has not been received as well as some of the other categories, and what we saw last year was everybody predicted Robin Robin, which was uh, right. also, like, a, a children's... Uh, short, and it was the one that everybody got wrong, including us, because it it ended up going to a more adult, uh, like popular favorite. It was kind of like every. It was like the second choice for people, but it was it was yeah, a lot. It was a, a lot of people's like actual favorite. Um, right. And so this, because we've been seeing a lot of like people saying like, oh well, the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse is going to win but i wish this other one would win and there was enough of that that we saw that was like okay i think there's <laughs> i think probably another one is going to
1: win yeah the, uh, the stats were too inflated for sure
0: yeah and so the number two in this category and and i think it's a, a favorite of a lot of people is is uh my year of dicks and that is a it, it is a, a a very funny uh and creative uh like exploration into this this like teen girl like it was it was a adaptation of her memoir of her experience of uh trying to lose her virginity and it's it is just each as we meet each like guy that she encounters uh and has like a relationship with it, uh, a different animation style is used and it's really cool and creative and it's it's funny and it's heartfelt and there's like this this like full story that like has like a r- great ending as well. And so we are very much going for the upset here uh, because there is like most people are going for the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse, but um, I th- we're, we're going with my year of dicks. And the other one I want to mention also is ice merchants. I think that's another one that could win. Cause that was, uh, it was just this like beautiful, short, like very, uh, impressively animated uh, exploration of loss of the, with a the father and son. And um, yeah, that that's, I think, is also in the running, but for our purposes, we're going with My Year of Dicks.
1: Yeah. What Matt really means to say is that he hopes Ice Merchants wins. Because uh, <laughs> the reality is that is uh, being predicted to come in last place uh, sure. for this category. Sure. I still
0: think, but I think a lot of I think a lot of people also liked it though. I like it, I just saw a lot of other people talking about how much they liked it. So I, I think it's, I think it was worth including even if we're not going to go for the, uh, <laughs> you know, but I do also wish that it would like hope that it wins.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, and there you have it. Flick picks nation. Uh, but yeah, just to reiterate that once again, uh, that, the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse is too much like Robin Robin where I feel like the Academy is not really into these uh, more like kid-oriented short animations. And uh, My Year of Dicks, like you said, is just uh, both hilarious and heartfelt. Uh, But once again, going back to the gut check, um, when I was watching this in the theater, not only did I have a really great and positive reaction to this short but the rest of the theater did as well and i just don't feel like people reacted as much to uh the boy the mole the fox and the horse or ice merchant so uh just going off gut alone um i think uh we're feeling pretty good about my year of dicks
0: yep yep and and also to point out that there's you know Last year, yeah, the, sec- the, the second most predicted movie was the one that won, and, and so that is currently the case for My Year of Dicks. So it's just a—we're we're using a lot of the logic of last year to, to go to, like, reinforce this, this uh, uh, prediction. So it'll be close, but I, I, I feel good about it, I, I think. <laughs>
1: And great transition to the next short category that we both feel really good about, which is Best Documentary Short. And the Elephant Whisperers will be uh, taking this category. Um, Yep. Elephant Whisperers is about a elephant refuge in India. And it's just a incredible intimate story about a couple of caretakers Um, that love what they do and uh, have a very awesome relationship with uh, the elephants. Um, It's the most complete documentary short in terms of story here, Um, so I think that really resonated with a lot of people Um, on top of the fact that these elephants are basically just like giant majestic dogs Um, So I think a lot of people, uh, you know, really got into that. Um, But don't be surprised, though, that um, if how do you measure a year could take this as well. Um, It's a very heartfelt short documentary about a father that took uh, home video of his daughter from when she was two years old all the way to 18 and uh he would ask her the same few questions every year and so essentially you know it's as if you're watching this very uh condensed version of a child growing into an adult so um Uh, i think it
0: reminds me of uh boyhood when richard linklater's movie a few years ago.
1: right right so it's it's kind of got that that feel to it um uh so I, I could see that being popular amongst voters, but I just think mm-hmm. uh, The Elephant Whisperers kind of has all the pieces. Plus, uh, it is a Netflix film, which uh, Netflix films yeah. have done very well in the short documentary category over the years, if, if you can remember, to, uh when The White Helmets uh, won. So I think uh, right. that's certainly in The Elephant Whisperers' favor.
0: Yeah, and I... I'll admit, I haven't, I haven't gotten to see these yet, but... Um, Shocker. Yeah, the thing I... Well, I will. I will. <laughs> you uh, said that but, last the, year, Matt.
1: And you still haven't seen those documentary <laughs> shorts, so don't lie to me. Don't lie to FlickPix Nation. I, think,
0: I think I saw those last year. I can't remember. I uh, the, um, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> or at least most of them. I don't know. Uh, but one, the thing I do know about this this category is that it, I think it operates pretty similarly to documentary feature, where the, like the more, like, a heartfelt, uplifting story can, you know, can sometimes win because it's, like, you know, when there's, like, a lot of, like, darker or depressed, like, sadder stories, um, which it doesn't seem like there's as many of those this year, but the, uh, if, I think, Elephant Whisper- Whisperers being on Netflix versus how do you measure a year not being available online, uh, you know, just gives it another edge so uh yeah i think that's i think let's go with go with that (laughs) all right and we're on to live action short which is a great year for the live action shorts i feel like we both really enjoyed these um now this is another one where we are going to go against the grain a bit um so the majority of people are predicting uh le pupille which is the which is produced by Alfonso Cuarón and it's you know it just and it's on Disney Plus and so there's like a lot of star power attached and it's it's a it's a very sweet movie i like i short sure, i wouldn't be surprised if it won um but i think we were talking about it and seeing other people talk about it that it it, it was a similar situation to like the boy the mole the fox and the horse maybe with a little bit where there was like you know, more people predicting that it would win than saying it was, like, their favorites. and Right. Um, and so there was enough of that to see, like, okay, what else could win, and what else do we, like, want to look at? And, um, and so we're actually going to go with my favorite of uh, this category, which is an Irish goodbye. Um, and it's about a it's it's this like darkly comedic heartfelt story um about these these two brothers in Ireland uh one of which has down syndrome and their mother dies and they uh and they come together to to like complete their mom's bucket list essentially and it's it's a really sweet it's funny uh I feel like I could easily see this as a full feature-length movie, and um, yeah, it just I think it's just very it's a very likable story with, with like really, like, you know, fun characters. And one thing that we noticed and that we saw uh, uh, talk about is that the last time that so an Irish goodbye is the only English language short um which in and it's a little sad that this is a stat but <laughs> the last time that there was an english language short and it lost to a non english language short was in 2013 so it's been almost 10 years since <laughs> since uh you know the academy like rejected an english language uh short in this category so right uh yeah, so it basically, like this is gonna be tight. Pupile is is you know i can I can easily see it winning, but you know, I think there just seemed to be a more of a conversation and more of a push towards Irish goodbye, and it's uh yeah, and I so I, I just think that's you know that's where we're gonna go with. um you know and you might want to talk about the red suitcase cuz that one's i think it could be like a shock upset too right. but uh you know that one was is a, a bit of a critic's favorite as well
1: yeah the red suitcase was my personal favorite it's a really intense thriller um highly recommend it but um but i really do see the irish goodbye here winning this um as you mentioned, the weird uh, stat of you know the last like nine of twelve years, the the major qualifier for the winner has been it was a uh, mostly English language film. Um, yeah. But another thing you brought up as well is that this film seems to be like out of all the other shorts, like this could be turned into a feature. Where we've seen this before with films like Curfew. And skin, mm-hmm. which eventually did become uh, feature-length films, uh, right? So, um, yeah, I I think uh, the Irish Goodbye is is definitely going to take this. And yeah,
0: yeah, no, I know. Th- it just so yeah, when something is like feels like it's like like kind of doing the like traditional like three act structure of a movie in a condensed form, like I feel like that's that does tend to. To do pretty well. I don't, you know, just something about that seems to resonate with with the voters.
1: Exactly. And so, yeah. now that brings us to the last category that we will be predicting, yep. which is best picture. <laughs>
0: You know, I I always I knew that one was coming for sure. Uh.
1: (laughs) I mean, I had to do it because this is the best picture category, but I may have to do it again because we are predicting everything, everywhere, all at once to take this category. Because once again, the main rule of this year is momentum. I I I want to
0: apologize to the to the listeners for how many air horns they've had to <laughs> listen here, <laughs> Matt.
1: You are so disconnected <laughs> from FlickPix Nation. This is what <laughs> the people want. Uh but we can save that conversation <laughs> for later. Uh but going back to everything everywhere having the momentum here, it has literally won every major award that uh it could pick up including the pga the dga critics choice indie spirit award sag ensemble and writers guild uh it's just undeniable that it has been crushing it this season and so everything everywhere will certainly walk away with this um although i feel like a lot of people and myself included even though it's uh is not very likely of happening. I think the film behind everything everywhere that could be a possible spoiler would be uh Banshees of Inisherin. Uh,
0: yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's unlikely, but if there is a number 2, I I do think that that's that's the one. Um and I I also wanted to to point out this stat that I that I saw that said that the the, there have only been, in history, it, it from what I've seen, four <laughs> other movies that have won the PGA, the DGA, the SAG Ensemble, and the WGA. Uh, and it was American Beauty, No Country for Old Men, Slumdog Millionaire, and Argo. They all won Best Picture. Uh, and so everything everywhere just seems to have, like, this huge amount of, like, support and love and uh you know i think this for me the sag was the big moment where i was like oh, for sure this is this is really like when it won when it outperformed in like every category and then one yeah. ensemble it was just like oh everybody is really excited about this movie which you know i and we, I, you know we are too uh it's right uh, it's my favorite movie of you know last year and it it's, uh, yeah, it's so, I just want to say really quick that it's so cool that a comedy is the front runner for best picture. It is so rare to see anything like that happen. Uh, and you know, it's a really like, it's like a true comedy. It's not like a drama with some jokes in it. You know, it's like, it's actually a comedy and, and that usually doesn't do <laughs> that well with the Academy. And so, um, it's just, yeah, it's just cool to see, you know, this is what we were predicting early on. We're sticking with it, and um, I'm excited about it.
1: Not to burst uh, Matt's bubble here, but he claims it's <laughs> a comedy, but I am of the opinion that it is actually everything everywhere, all at once. Uh, <laughs> it's all it, it is all It is It is a, it is a mashup true. of every genre. But either way, I am <laughs> just as excited as Matt. So this should be a a fun Oscar night here.
0: Yes, we're very excited, uh, and it's gonna be a weird year for sure. I I think, I think last year there was so much. I, I think everyone had a, like a lot of certainty about their picks, and I feel right. like this year is very much not the case. And I I actually feel like it's all it is like. You know, I feel like we're talking, it's like, it's a little bit liberating to, like, for us to be able to make some, you know, riskier picks because, like, we know that there's there's so many toss-ups and, and you know, and, like, a lot of people are going to get, you know, I feel like you were talking about that, too, that, like, you know.
1: Yeah. It's, it, it's just going to. It's like yeah. uh, once again, it's all about like the gut check this season, and it's like everyone's just kind of predicting, you know, in terms of the the close races, kind of just going off vibes. So, it'll right, be, right, uh, As
0: the, yeah, we saw those those people or the the Oscar brothers saying talking about vibes. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, it's it's gonna be a weird, it's gonna be a weird year. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs>
1: And with that, thanks so much for listening, Flick Picks Nation. We'll be back soon for a wrap up of the awards and to congratulate ourselves on our 100% perfect score.
0: And as always, you can check in with us on our blog at flickpicksblog.wixsite.com or on our Facebook page. Uh, we have on you know on our website we have a long running, uh, like regularly updating list of our picks and our predictions and we'll also be posting a like full final list on oscar sunday in case we make any last minute changes and also to add in um you know some of our personal favorites and say so we can we're gonna include you know what we think will win but also what we would want to win uh so look out for our website on uh on Oscar Sunday and you can follow along with our picks with that as well.
1: And this has been Flick Picks. See you again soon.
0: Oh, hold up. I think I see Austin Butler.
1: I didn't know he dressed as Elvis on Hollywood Boulevard and took pictures with people for money. And also doesn't look anything like Austin Butler.
0: Weird. Picks. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>